0: Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it. So we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to episode number five, lack of communication. One of the topics we'll be touching on throughout this podcast is self-improvement. For the first 30 years of my life, I'd not even heard the term, let alone had any idea what it meant. In fact, I think if I'd heard about it in my late teens and early 20s, I probably would have rejected the idea. But how we see ourselves, how we see the world, and how we think has a dramatic impact on the quality of our lives. In my 30s, we joined a financial services company made up of all volunteers or people that were paid 100% commission. To be successful, you had to build a team, though, and to motivate them, you needed some leadership skills, which meant you needed to grow as a person. We were immediately in a self-improvement environment, and I have always been curious and always been learning about cars, mechanical things, electricity, history, things like that. But this is going to be about working on you, your self-image, your self-esteem, and how you think. Now, I was, of course, skeptical. It's part of my personality type. And one time, we had a guest speaker come to a training on the personality types. I'd been in some low-level management positions and had some exposure to the traditional personality test, Sometimes they felt accurate, but also just generic enough, I wasn't sure they were really valid, plus none of them seemed very practical or easy to apply. The overall focus of this seminar, though, was on improving communication. I'm reminded of the guy who finds a genie lamp on the beach, he rubs it, out pops a genie, and he says, oh wow, three wishes, and the genie goes, no, I'm not that kind of genie, you only get one wish better make it a good one. The guy thinks for a few minutes and then says, I want a highway from California to Hawaii. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii and I want to drive. The genie responds completely shocked. Do you have any idea how difficult that would be? How deep the ocean is, especially around Hawaii? Plus there'd have to be gas stations, it'd have to survive storms, and it wouldn't get in the way of shipping. Golly, is there anything else you can come up with? So the guy agrees with the genie. He thinks a little bit longer. I got it. I want men and women to completely understand each other. He looks up at the genie, and the genie says, So are you thinking two lanes or four lanes on that highway? Now, that kind of illustrates that there can be a communication gap, especially between men and women. And the speaker for this seminar was different. It was a four-hour event where he not only explained his theories, but he clearly demonstrated the validity of them. He laid out a simple method of how to apply the knowledge, not only to understand the way you react to certain things based on your personality, but why others react the way they do. The goal, of course, was to help you understand yourself better, understand others better, and have overall communication that's better. As Tony Robbins has said, the The value of your communication is not what you say or what you thought you said. It's what the other person heard and understood. So our speaker explained there are four basic personality types, and each of us are made up of some percentage of all four, but we have one that shines as a primary and one that's a secondary type. They dominate how we think or how we process information and how we react to stuff. It seemed at the time to be a little simplified to me, but it was perfect. To this day, it's the absolute best way I've ever seen to explain the different personalities. It makes it simple to identify others and help relate to them. So as a group, we all took his five-minute quiz. You answer eight questions with four possible answers labeled A, B, C, and D. And when you answer a question, you rank the answer that's most like you as a four, then a three, then a 2, and 1 is the answer that's least likely to be your answer. Then you tally up the points for each letter, and then he reveals what each letter representing is a different color. I think the use of the color is genius because it's super easy to remember versus remembering letters or some other kind of code that some of the quizzes I had taken before. The four colors are blue, red, green, And gold. In the seminar, he presents them in a box divided into four equal parts and labels each box a separate color. So he had us stand up, and if we scored the most in a particular color, all of us that scored the highest in green, for example, went to one corner, blue to another, gold to another, and red to another. After we were all divided into our four corners, he went around and started to name a few key traits for each color. And then played a song that represented us. It was shocking how accurate it was and fascinating to see groups of others with your personality type. His demonstration had everyone's attention. He went on to give more detail about each personality type. Sometimes it was like he was in your head. We each have a primary type as I mentioned before which is the color you score the most points in. The secondary being the second most points. And we all have some of each color in our personality, but those two are dominant of our personality. I've heard it said by many mentors and self-improvement trainers that the most important word in the English language to each of us is our own name. So all of us were pretty absorbed in what all of this meant to us and who we are, and we knew it helped to better understand why you tend to like something and dislike other things. But the second half of the seminar really was the most eye-opening. That's where he discussed how to recognize the different personality types in others, little things they do, things they say that will tip you off, and then more importantly, how to effectively communicate with them. He put up a list of common phrases you would use if your dominant personality was a particular color. Say you're a red. You might typically say this. But then he showed what the three remaining dominant color personality types heard When it was a personality type different from yours saying something, you could easily identify with what was heard, but your color came up and you would be shocked at what the others heard. It was not at all what you thought you said. So it really opened your eyes up how important it is to understand the different personality types for proper communication. So let me tell you what the four colors are and give you a brief idea of what they mean to help clarify all of this. Plus, give you an idea how this can be used practically. We taught this to our kids when they were younger, and they've used this knowledge to their benefit their entire lives. I have to be reminded from time to time to think about it. For big things, I remember to contemplate it, but often for smaller conversations, I drop the ball. But the four basic colors, as I said before, are gold, red, green, and blue. When someone would join our financial business, we would give them the quiz to help them understand themselves and others better and to help us to know how to teach them better, how to communicate better to them. So I came up with a short story to explain the core differences in the color groups. So let's imagine I show up at your house Saturday morning in a tour bus, knock on the door, and when you answer it, I say, hop on in, we're going to Phoenix. Now, if your primary personality color is red you'd hop on the bus. You might not even grab any clothes. The higher you score in a category, the more that color dominates your personality, and a high red, like I said, wouldn't even grab extra clothes. These people are adrenaline junkies and always looking for adventure and often seem to have a short attention span. Now, a green would hit me with 20 questions. They need to know why we're taking a trip in the first place, why we need to go to Phoenix, And if we think it through, maybe St. Louis is a better option. Greens are analytical. They do their own research. They have to solve the problem for themselves. The blue in the group would be interested in how many people were going, be excited for the prospect of making new friends, make sure we have plenty of stops for bathroom breaks, and by the end of the trip, they would have 20 new friends. Blues are people that are very intuitive about how others are feeling they're people people. They're counselors, things like that. Now, a goal? They would simply pass out. These are the long-range planners and organizers. They already have plans for the weekend, and this was never on their radar. They're very structured. When we did this, if someone would join our company, we would always have both spouses take the quiz to discuss the fact that a majority of marriages, the opposite personalities, are attracted for example, a red-green typically marries a blue-gold or something along those lines. And if one or both of the spouses have a super high number in their dominant color, it can cause some friction. I remember one case where the husband scored the highest possible on red, and the wife scored the highest possible on gold. He was the free spirit type bouncing from one thing to the next, and she was the organizer, rulemaker, and follower and it drove her nuts that he almost never put his socks in the laundry hamper. He left them on the floor right by the bed. The hamper was only a couple feet away. I explained that being such a high red, his mind was always moving, and when he started to remove his socks, he would think of her and say in his mind, I need to put these in the hamper. However, before they even cleared his toes, he had ten other ideas and thoughts run through his brain, and he promptly forgot dropping the socks on the floor. And when she would bring it up, he didn't even remember taking them off. To her, being the organized one, he was disrespecting her wishes. She was blown away to find his mind ran that way, and he readily admitted that that was pretty much the problem. And he was shocked at how much it offended her because of her need for order. I think it made a big difference in how they related to each other. Now, that was an extreme case, and I use it to make a point. Yes, it's true, it actually happened, and it helped them understand each other better. Occasionally, you would run across a person who scored really high on red and really high on gold. And my first question would always be, how are the migraine headaches? They would look at me in amazement and ask how I knew they had migraines. I would explain because the red side of your brain has the gas pedal mashed to the floor and the gold side of your brain has the brake pedal mashed to the floor and it's really hard on the engine and the brakes or tough on your mind and it can cause a lot of internal stress. But the best part about learning all this is how it helps with all of your relationships, especially your spouse as we've mentioned, but also with your kids. He wrote, A couple companion books, one of them in particular, was specifically geared towards kids and parents. I remember an example where a parent asked how the school day was, and then he gives a response based on each kid's main personality. It was shocking to understand what was going on there. Now, nothing is 100% because we're a mix of all the types, but these give you a clue as to how to motivate your kids. In business, it helps you communicate with others. When we were giving a presentation to a client, a red just wanted the bottom line. How much money do I save? What's it going to cost? A green wants enough information given so that they can go research it and run the numbers on their own. A blue wanted to know what it was going to feel like to be retired or feel like to be a financially independent. And the gold wanted you to have a clear, organized plan for them to even believe it was a legitimate plan. And again, major generalities, but you can get the idea. The primary book that is called Colorful Personalities by George J. Bulkey, spelled B-O-E-L-C-K-E. I'll send you a link if you've signed up for our emails. I'll also put one in the blog section. He made it an intentionally quick read. This book will improve your communication skills, help you understand people better, which overall helps to build stronger relationships. And strong relationships and the memories that come with those are the kind of memories that we have for a lifetime and enrich our lives. I encourage you to go get the book, Get more detail. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y O U R, Guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, You will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before. Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime, have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.